Patrick Mahomes says his ankle isn't perfect, but he shouldn't be limited for Sunday's home game against the Houston Texans. Okay, we'll see. It sure wasn't pretty last week in the Chiefs' first loss of the season to the Indianapolis Colts. You'll hear Mahomes speak to his injury, facing fellow 2017 first-round draft pick Deshaun Watson, and many other topics on Sportsbeat KC, the Kansas City Star's daily sports podcast, sponsored by Big O Tires. I'm your host, Blair Kirkhoff, and today is Wednesday, October 9th. Also, you'll hear from Travis Kelsey. He met with reporters today and discussed his push or shove or whatever you want to call it of offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy on the sideline during the Colts game. And the hug, don't forget the hug. Star columnist Vahe Gregorian joins me on that topic. Finally, you'll hear from Bill Self. It was Men's Basketball Media Day today at KU, and Self spoke to the Jayhawks' ability to play through the outside noise that his program will confront this season. Let's start with Patrick Mahomes meeting with the media. Can you kind of quantify where you are with the ankle and how close, not, not even 100%, but just to where you really feel like you need to be? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I actually feel pretty good today. I, I feel like after the game, I mean, it was sore after the game, but it, it's feeling pretty good today. And so I'm glad to get be able to go out there and practice on it and get it moving around and stuff like that. But it, it's it's definitely, I feel like I'll be fine playing and moving around and still doing what I, what I need to do to win. When you say pretty good, I mean, is it... Is it as good as it's been maybe since before the original injury or? or? I mean, it's, it's not perfect, I would guess I guess you say that. But uh, it's, it's good enough that I feel like I can still run, cut, cut off of it and do all that type of stuff. Have you had, you've had uh, games where, where teams have slowed this offense down for maybe a half or so. Do you feel like this game, though, was, was the, the most, the longest the team was able to, to get to you? Yeah, I mean, obviously, when you only put up. 13 points, uh, that, that, that's not a good enough effort uh, to win in this league. Uh, so for us, they they had a good game plan. They they got they got stops when they needed to get stops. I feel like we moved the ball a little bit, and that we, but we couldn't get it into the red zone and get those scores. Uh, but, uh, yeah, they, they, they played good on, uh, as a defense, and we got to be better, and we can't have penalties, and we can't turn the ball over whenever we get our chances. I know you're worried about your offense, obviously, but what can Carlos Hyde do, you know, based on what you've seen in training camp to an opposing defense? Yeah, I mean he's a great running back. He's a great player, uh, and he's had a, he's had a great start to the season uh, there in Houston. And so for us, uh, we're gonna have to make sure that we find a way to, to hopefully neutralize neutralize him a little bit and uh, find a way to get the stops when we need to. Pat, if you can sort of backtrack to before the draft, what was your interaction like with, with Deshaun Watson? Yeah, I actually got to meet him in in college. We I think we were both going into our junior year. We went to a little QB camp out in California, and uh, I got to meet him in. Uh, Talked to him and kind of we kind of did back and forth about how that he did his stuff in Clemson and how I did myself at Texas Tech and kind of been able to stay in touch a little bit. Uh, I mean, he's a great player. He, he's been a great player for a long time. Had success at every level he's played at, and it'll be a, a great challenge for us as a team to get to go up against a, a team of that caliber. Were you at all sort of interacting with him beforehand, like? You could go here, I could go here. Not necessarily that. I mean, we, we took a lot of the, the visits. We all went to a lot of the same places with the teams that were looking at quarterbacks then. So whenever we we got the, we kind of got on those same visits or we got to see each other at different places, we would talk about why, what we went through as far as the different visits and stuff like that. But uh, not necessarily picking about where we were going to go because you never know when you're in that process. Patrick, um, 
Travis was just in here talking about having a whole different mentality this week. And he was talking about being more aggressive. Can you kind of elaborate on that? He was just talking about you guys may see more man-to-man -man and just the attitude and mentality of facing that. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you're going to have to be prepared. You're going to have to be prepared as a team about teams coming up, playing man and, and, and pressing it up and trying to be physical with you. So you got to have a counter to that. And, I mean, obviously we're going we're gonna to prepare for that because of the, the last two teams that we've played. But we also have to prepare for the zone coverages and stuff like that. And so I think just having that mentality of knowing that you could get that the, uh, that physical type game and you have to find a way to get yourself open and be on time with the football is stuff that we're going to work on all week. Travis said that you guys weren't maybe anticipating as much man as you got last week and that the adjustment kind of had to happen in game. Does that happen more often now than maybe it did before? People are trying different things that maybe you didn't expect? Yeah, I mean, definitely people are trying different stuff uh, and they have been all season long uh, as far as different zone coverages, different ways to play, different coverages and stuff like that and different disguises. Uh, but uh, I think last game, I mean, with them playing as much man as they did and then they hadn't really shown that, uh, I mean, definitely was different. But you always have to be prepared, you always have to be prepared for that. And so uh, we'll be prepared for everything that we can, we can get hopefully this week. When adjustments like that happen, does it happen between drives? I mean, is that kind of like what you talk about on the sidelines? It's kind of hard to do it during the course of the game isn't it yeah I mean it definitely ha it happens on the sideline I feel like you can make adjustments on the sideline I mean when you when you go to the sideline you get to look on those tablets and see what they're doing you can kind of explain to guys what you want and you just have to find ways to to make those adjustments run the plays that you have and, and have success with them Kelsey looked like he was a little frustrated at times the other night he had the thing with the enemy on the sideline he was yelling at the referees a couple times did you feel a need to maybe redirect him a little bit at all Sunday night during the game no, not necessarily. I mean, he's a, he's a guy that he's played this game for a long time. He understands how to have success. He's had success for a very long time. I mean, obviously, I'm going to try to uh, pump him up and have him ready to go on every single play because he can get open on, on every single play. And so, I mean, he, he knows how to handle, handle this game. He knows how to have success. So I'm going to let him go through what he goes through in order to do that. How critical is it that to be aware of just where J.J. Watt is? I mean, I know Merciless is another force, but just Watt in general, 13 quarterback hits on the season just – um, just being aware of where he's at. Yeah, I mean, you definitely have to. I mean, he's a guy who's had success in, the, success in this league for a long time, and he, and he knows how to get to the quarterback if, as far as power, speed, or whatever it is. He can really do it all, and he's a, he's a very intelligent player as well. And they have a, I have a couple, a couple of guys on that D-line like that, and so we have to make sure that we have a good game plan going in and knowing I need to be on top of my throws and, and take what's there and not necessarily hold on to the ball uh, extra long and, and put my – our, our team in a bad position. It seemed like you were holding on a little bit longer last game. Has, has that been a point of, of direction for you this week as you prepare for the second? Yeah, I mean, for sure. Whenever you play a uh, defensive line of, of this caliber with the Texans, you have to make sure that you get the ball out of your hands, get it into your, your playmaker's hands. And that's stuff that I've, I've tried to work on all season. Didn't do as good a job with that this last week. And so I'm going to try to make sure I keep getting better at that as the season goes. What do you like about the in-game adjustment part when you see something Early in the game that it's maybe new as far as yeah, I mean, it's a challenge. I mean, you always love the challenge of getting to play in this league every single week. And so uh, when you get a different coverage, a different look, you, you get to go to your teammates, figure out the best way to beat it, and then, and then try to have success doing that. And uh, I feel like we've done a good job of that uh, for the whole time I've been playing, and we didn't do a good enough job this last week. So we're going to try to get back on track with that. It seems like every week we see clips of, of calls that people are amazed that get called for roughing the passer. Uh, you've had been on both ends of it. Some, you know, maybe calls that you wanted football calls and didn't get the flag, and maybe other times you did. You know, do you have a real firm grasp about what is roughing the passer today, and, and a feel for when you're, there's going to be a flag and not? 
Yeah, I mean, for, in a sense, I feel like I do. I mean, we they come and talk to us, the NFL referees do, and they explain to us what what is and what isn't. And, I mean, obviously it's it's their judgment on what, what the hit is like, and, and you go with that. I mean, it's not necessarily, to me, worried about the flag. I'm just going to try to worry about having success in the play, and if the flag comes out, it comes out, and if it doesn't, it doesn't. Pringle looked at an advanced route tree in this last game. Where's your trust level at with, with Byron? Yeah, I mean, I mean, you saw it. I mean, he's a guy who can make plays when his name's called. And so for us, uh, him just being able to go out there and, and keep learning this offense each and every week and keep getting more success on the field, you start building that confidence. And so uh, I know he's playing with a lot of confidence right now, and I'm excited to keep him moving forward. How much, Couple how more much guys. have you been able to throw to him before the game the other day? I mean, I know he's played some, like in Detroit, he got some time, particularly toward the end. But how much have you been able to throw to him? Yeah, I've been able to throw to him a lot. I mean, since... Uh, I mean, he was here his rookie season and the preseason before he got hurt, and so I was able to get reps with him then. And then he came in and was here all during OTAs and all during training camp and all those different stuff, and he was getting reps then. He was mixing in with the ones and doing all that type of different stuff. And uh, I think that's the luxury of having that, that receiver room is that guys can kind of step in and, and still still play and have success on the field. This is the first time you guys have really been held down offensively. What, what's the confidence level that you guys have right now that you can just shake that one off and, and jump forward and get right back on where it was? these 25 points every game and all that. I think, you, I think you have to have that confidence in this league. I mean, you have to have the confidence you're going to go out there and have success every single week. That was Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes. When we return from the break, star columnist Vahe Gregorian will join me to discuss the response from Travis Kelsey, who spoke for the first time since Sunday's loss to the Colts. Early in that game, NBC cameras caught Kelsey pushing or shoving offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy out of frustration. Soon after that, the cameras caught Kelsey giving Bieniemy a hug. Stay with us. When it comes to saving big on tires, do the math. At Big O Tires, start by saving $100 instantly on sets of four Big O brand tires with paid installation purchase. Then receive an additional $50 by mail-in rebate on qualifying purchases using your Big O Tires credit card. Add it all up, and you can save as much as $150. The tires you need, the savings you want. Only at Big O Tires, the team you trust. Hurry, sale ends October 13th. For the location nearest you, go to BigOtires.com. Hey, it's Blair. Hey, we have a special subscription offer for Sportsbeat KC listeners. Unlimited digital access to the Kansas City Stars award-winning sports coverage. Sign up now for one year of Sports Pass for access to all the sports news, features, and columns we have to offer. And it's only $30. That's a 40% savings off our regular rate. For your convenience, your subscription will automatically renew after the initial term at $50, unless you tell us to cancel. A lot of subscription services won't tell you that. They'll just sneak it on there. We just told you. Your subscription helps support the sports coverage of KansasCity.com and the Kansas City Star. Please visit KansasCity.com slash offer to get this special offer. And as always, thanks for listening. I mean, we're good. uh, We've moved on as a team from last game. Um, And... You guys got to understand, me and Coach Bienemy have a very close relationship. Um, I love him. He, he's helped me out tremendously as a person, as a professional, and uh, I'm sure he'll keep doing that throughout the rest of my career. Um, and just what happened on the, on the sideline, I mean, sometimes football, you get a little heated with your brothers or, or your coaches, and, um, you know, sometimes you just got to rally the family together and, and let everybody know we're in, the, we're in this together, to, you know, win a game. And, uh, and sure enough, we were able to, 
bring it together there. And uh, I mean, you guys saw me hug him afterwards. I mean, I love that guy, and it, and that'll never change. And I appreciate him always being on my tail to get me going. I think it's just built over over the years of how much uh, we've come together as as almost uh, a brothers or a family. I mean, he's like a father figure in terms of uh, being there for me on the field. And uh, like I said, we're we're wired uh, a little bit the same. Uh, when it comes to our competitive edge. Um, and with that being said, uh, I've learned a lot from him and how he handles a lot of that stuff. So it's just, uh, I, I think I just, um, you know, I'll just leave it at that. I, it, it's, it's something that immediately I, I, I felt, uh, I, I, immediately I regretted, and I just wanted to make it, make it good and let him know that, you know what, I'm, I'm ready to rock and roll for you. All right, so that was Travis Kelsey at the podium at Chiefs practice today, or before Chiefs practice today. I'm here with Vahe Gregorian, star columnist. And Vahe, I didn't think it was a coincidence that uh, that Travis Kelsey came to the podium today to address the media. No, I, I think you're right, Blair. And I think, but I think that's, even that's interesting. Uh, Travis Kelsey, to me, is sort of endlessly fascinating, sometimes frustrating. He's a lot of different things, but he's, he's certainly an intriguing guy overall. So, I find myself wondering, did Travis want to do that? Did the Chiefs feel like you got to address this? Um, maybe a combination what the mechanics of, both. of that were, right? You know, maybe maybe yeah. a little bit of both. I thought that there was enough of a conversation about what had happened on the sideline uh, with the NBC cameras picking it up that it needed to be addressed. Yeah. And, and, I, yep. and so Kelsey did that today. What did you think of what he said? Were you, uh, were you, sh- should this put it to rest? I found myself struck by what he said, finding it very reasonable points made, but also still feeling like he got away with something he shouldn't have gotten away with. And I don't know what that means, whether, you know, the Chiefs could suspend him for a half or or just that Andy Reid needed to say, we, we don't condone that. But the Chiefs haven't even done that, which I think is a little weird. Now, I write about this and I find myself thinking about yeah, there are mitigating circumstances. It's nuanced. The hug was a big difference maker to me. Without that hug, I think you're left left thinking about it differently. But still, you still can't do what he did. You can't. And, yeah. You can't do it. That's uh, It's unacceptable. Yeah. To do. And, and I thought Andy Reid missed an opportunity to say something similar or something in that vein on Monday when he addressed the media and just sort of dismissed it as a heat of the moment you know, deal. And I, I, and, and it probably, listen, it probably was. And, and it, you know, Kelsey had dropped a couple of passes, looked like he had lost a fumble. Frustration level was probably as, was as high for him as it had been all season. And, and Eric Bianami got in his grill about the fumble. So heat of the moment, that was absolutely the heat of the moment, but you can't do what Travis Kelsey did. You, you can't. And, and the thing that's interesting about it happening on that day, this was kind of a raging Travis Kelsey day. I mean, he's exasperated, frustrated, whatever term you want to use by – I guess he dropped those passes. But they, one of them, the first one, really would have been a pretty well, pretty great catch. Yeah, I, in fact, it, I remember us saying, wow, as he appeared to make the catch. Yes. Because of – actually, mostly because of when Mahomes delivered the ball on the break on that first one. Um, but go yeah. ahead. What were you going to say? Well, I was going to say one was a catch and or or we initially ruled a fumble, a catch and a fumble. Right, right. right. That, that was the second one. turned into yeah. a, an incomplete pass. Yeah. So, so, yeah. so yeah, I mean that, that's it turned out okay for him. I can see where he was upset with himself because it almost was a turnover, almost cost his team, right. or he could have caught it. Period, or yeah, right? or, or yeah. could have held on, you know, caught yeah. it, held on yeah. to it, 
And listen, I, Biennemi is absolutely within his right as a coach to get into a player's grill every once in a while. That's part of the job as an yeah. assistant coach. Yeah. You've got to, you know, maybe shake a little, uh, you know, sense into into Travis Kelsey. Yeah. What are you thinking? What are you doing? And we don't know what was said. Mike's didn't pick up that. But absolutely a coach could yell at a player. It's But it's funny. And I, you may disagree with me on this, but it, it I kept breaking down this film. Or I make it sound real fancy. I kept looking at the tweet of the, of the, <laughs> of the, of the play. And you could almost see what you want to see in in the physical action that Travis takes to remove Eric Bieniemy from his presence. It's easily called a shove. And I just tried to, you know, it's a semantics point. But to me, it, it was more a push away, more a get away from me thing. I almost saw it as more, this isn't what he did, but it had the feel of picking up a guy and moving him away. I'm making these gestures right now more than it did a, you know, kind of reckless, abandoned, violent thing. It didn't, didn't have that feel to me, which again, Maybe it's a minimal, minimal distinction, but it, it, it meant something to me in how I try to process this. Because I think if you felt like he hauled off and, the, and it extended and there was no hug, I think you'd be feeling like this is suspendable stuff. Sure, sure. And I wouldn't be surprised if a fine came out of this anyway. Um, but, you know, we have the perspective now of Andy Reid, who I thought underplayed it. Mm-hmm. And we have the perspective of Travis Kelsey, who I thought – you know, said the right things and needed to say what he did today and needed to address it. We have not heard from Eric Bieniemy, which we will on Thursday. I, I suspect Bieniemy will will give us some coach speak because that's typically what we get from Eric Bieniemy. Yeah. But but I don't think it'll be insincere. Um, I, I think we'll probably get something along more along the lines of what Andy Reid said earlier in the week. I do think Andy missed the opportunity to. I, I'm glad you went back to that point because. I think we both see I – I won't put words in your mouth, but I see Andy Reid as a, a really good human being, terrific coach. But one of Andy's, I think, consistent challenges is when to kind of call out somebody because he's such a player's coach. And probably if he were sitting here with us, he would just say, well, I handle all that in-house. Well, yeah. okay, but, but what's your message then to Chiefs fans? What's your message to the little kid who sees – his favorite player get away with pushing a coach. Doesn't he owe that to Eric Bieniemy? Ashley to say, yeah, we don't accept that. Now you can still say all the rest of the things Andy said, but why not that? He's done this happened a couple times this season. I thought he missed an opportunity when Tyree Kill kind of took a little jab at our Brooke Pryor at the time. I thought Andy could have, even if gently, just said something like, yeah, we don't, we, we're not going to have that. Mm-hmm. Just say that, but. It's part of Andy's modus operandi as the player's coach. It just, in fact, we probably actually do a computer analysis and find that he seldom extended a situation like that by allowing it to be talked about further publicly. But that's a good point. I, I, you're right. I can't remember a time. You know, you've been here throughout the Andy Reid regime here in Kansas City, and I've been on him for five years. The only other time I can recall uh, a, a player who. There have been other times where Andy Reid has had to, you know, has been asked about a player with a disciplinary with a disciplinary issue. But the other thing that's quasi similar to this was Marcus Peters. Um, well, there were several things that Marcus Peters, <laughs> right. you know, on, on his on his list. But there was a time not not that Marcus or 
any of the coaches ever acknowledged this, but I think it was pretty widely accepted that he got into something of a shove fight with an assistant coach. I think we were in New York. Yeah. It was after the Jets game. And uh, at the time, we all were just kind of like, that's Marcus being Marcus. That was also the game where he, if I if I have the game right, that was the one where, you know, he, he got thrown out of the game and, you know, came or back without socks. Thought he was thrown out yeah, of the game. Yeah, thought he was thrown out of the game. Yeah. Went back to the locker room, came out without socks on. It was just a kind of a clown show. But I think you're you're I think you're right in in a sort of a general point about about Andy Reid missing perhaps an opportunity to, to to say something that's a little bit stronger. Yeah, and, and can you know? And I, I like what you said about you know kind of standing up for Eric Bieniemy here. Yeah, and I, I think that's it, it, that 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 gnawed at me a little bit as I thought about this. And and look, they. Chances are they've had some internal discussion where Andy even brought Eric and Travis in the room and said, all right, we've talked about this. But I think it speaks to Andy's thinking when we realize that his higher calling is to keep it in-house. Regardless of what he thinks, the messages by not addressing it further, it, it's, just, it's just Andy's way. I think when he has to absolutely positively has to address something, as he did when Marcus was suspended, right. and I think there were a couple times where he – with Marcus, he might have said something that we're looking for here. We might have said, you know, obviously we don't want to punt the ball after an interception or <laughs> something <laughs> right, like that. Right. Um, and I think he, I think he, ch- to be fair, I think he chastised Travis with the penalty flag being thrown at the ref and, and a yeah. couple of those moments. But I think by and large, he's looking to push forward. I, you're right. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Okay. Hey, Vahe, thanks for this. And. Finally, uh, today was Men's Basketball Media Day at Kansas. Let's hear what Jayhawks coach Bill Self had to say about his team playing with mental toughness with NCAA issues looming this season. You know, as a coach, I think you you want to uh, be in a position where your players learn from you. But what amazes me in being a coach is how much we learn from them in a you know, in the hope that we teach them, I hope that we just teach them as much as they teach us. And so uh, I, I believe our, our players' focus is, is terrific. But, but, but also understand this. There's nobody on our team that is directly impacted by these allegations. So I don't believe that there's – I think our guys will play with the, a free mind. I think that there will be – Potential distractions out there because they will be asked the same questions all year long, and we talked about that, and that'll make us tougher and harder and 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 and, and more together than we've ever been. Uh, but but uh, I don't I don't I don't see this being a distraction for them. Uh, uh, not saying that it won't enter into their mindset, but I don't see them seeing how this affects them in this year. My concern with this team is 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 preparing them to have the best season we can possibly have and play as deep into March as we possibly can. Uh, that's, that's my focus. That's our players' focus. Uh, there, there's been nothing that has been stated to me by anybody that would, would, would temper that uh, uh, motivation or excitement to do that. Links to the stories we discussed can be found in the show notes and on KansasCity.com with additional Chiefs coverage on the Red Zone Extra app. Producer Kathy Liu put together today's show from a different time zone. Safe travels, Kathy. Tomorrow's Sports Beat KC will originate as a Facebook Live. Please tune in at facebook.com slash redzoneextra. Our scheduled 9.30 a.m. show from Big O Tires at 13521 Madison in Kansas City 
should begin around well, 9.45 because it takes us that long to get our act together. Hey, thanks for listening and tune in again on Thursday.